Welcome to the Sex Travel Sports Food Podcast with your host, Cousin Cornbread, on ANDS Radio. That's ain't no damn station radio. We're delivering this straight to your earphones, your car speakers, and sound bars on that Wi-Fi, hotspots, Ethernet, T1 lines, shared data plans, or however you get on the internet. And we about to go ahead and get this commentary in and solve life's problems. Y'all ready? Set. Go. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's cornbread. Hey, man, y'all welcome back to the Sex Travel Sports Food Podcast with your favorite cousin, cousin cornbread. You know what I'm talking about? On episode number 21 of the Sex Travel Sports Food Podcast, we back at it, man. Um, And straight off the top, today's episode um, the, the topics will be in sex. We're going to talk about the mile high club, uh, and travel. We'll be talking about the airport food, man, the, the price gouging that you have to experience trying to get some food and nourishment at the airport. Uh, sports. We're going to talk about HBCU quarterbacks. HBCU quarterbacks, man, black quarterbacks, and uh, just specifically HBCU quarterbacks basically based on something I experienced uh, this past weekend. And uh, in food, we're going to talk about whether or not y'all bammers out there be washing y'all pans, man, okay? Do y'all wash y'all's frying pans out, especially cast iron pans, or if you fry something, you know, deep fry, do you wash a deep fryer? Uh, basket out, all right? So that's what we're going to be talking about, man. That's going to be the topics for the day, for this episode. <laughs> uh, and again, this week, I don't have another guest for y'all, man. I know y'all depressed, uh, but we don't got no guests this week, so I ain't going to do no teasers or nothing like that for a guest. It's just old, regular old schmegular cornbread. Uh and then I got a couple shout outs, man. Dead ass. Uh, for some people, I had forgotten to shout out before. Uh, these are some people that have been uh, supporting me from the beginning. And I didn't get them no shout outs off the top. But some people on Facebook specifically that help held me down with the reposts. Uh, sliding up in my inbox. Letting me know what they think about the show when it first came. When I first started doing it. All that good shit. And so I'm about to shout them out real quick. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Gina Stringfellow, number one. She, you know, she she be held it. She held it down. A whole bunch of reposts from her. A whole bunch of shares. You know what I'm saying? I love that shit. Because that means you liked it so much you want to tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Shout out. <laughs> um, uh, Kendra Leak. My girl Tracy Lee. Uh, Tiana Griffin. A man, that boy Cardo Brown, he was a whole, he was a good share. You a good sharer, dog. I appreciate you. You always sharing, holding it down for me, especially on them early joints. You know what I'm saying? Getting these uh these listens and subscriptions up and all that. Uh and then shout out to my boy Wale um from Urban Sports Rate uh Urban Sports Scene Podcast. He share he reshares and comments and participates in all that good shit as well. 
And y'all go check his joint out. It's a good sports podcast that he does uh, covering national news and a lot of local D.C. Uh, area news, uh, sports news. So y'all check that man out. Wale from uh, Urban Sports Scene Podcast. You can look that up on whatever, wherever you listen to your podcast at. All right. And then uh, on Instagram, my girl is that Cynthia. That's her uh, handle on there. Uh, eclectic Chick. Dovely 26. And Enigma. And uh, the Inside Scoop, which is another, is another podcast that's been supporting lately. I appreciate that. Shout out to him for uh, sliding up in the DMs, hitting me with the info and the feedback. I always appreciate feedback, constructive criticism, whatever. Uh, and then my man's Mr. Victory or nothing who always hold it down with the repost. Shout out to him. And if y'all need somebody to host a show, uh, live, you know, live event or whatever, if y'all ain't gonna hire your favorite cousin Cornbread, hire my man Marcus over there at Mr. Victory or nothing. Get a t-shirt, do all that. All right? And make sure y'all go on uh, cousincornbread.com and follow everything. You hear me? Subscribe, review, share, all that good shit. So shout out to all them people, man. I appreciate y'all. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everybody. You hear me? Okay. And, uh, you know, like I said last week or two shows ago, actually, at this point, I started putting the fun facts on y'all. Okay. So today's fun fact is, uh, did y'all know in this course, in this, this, this environment of hashtags, right? We got hashtag everything. And anybody that follow me on Instagram, I'm the hashtag king. And I used to, I ain't even as bad as I used to be, but I used to hashtag every goddamn thing. But I, I, done, I done calmed down a little bit. But anyway, so y'all know a hashtag is not even called a hashtag. It's not even called a pound sign. You know, if you old like cornbread, you know, if you like 30 and older, I guess, you know, we used to call that the pound sign on the, on the, on the phone, right? But that shit ain't even called a pound sign. Did y'all know that? <laughs> I didn't know that shit at all. So look, the technical name for that thing, that sign, is a octothorpe. Octothorpe. O-C-T-O. Thorpe. That's crazy, right? And so the octo stands for the eight points. You know, so when you draw it, it got the eight little points on it. And don't nobody know where the hell Thorpe came from. <laughs> now, so, so according to the the information that I, I actually looked up like a dork. According to this information, it might be named after Olympian Jim Thorpe, whoever the hell that is. I don't know who the hell that is. Um, I didn't feel like looking it up. And then uh, some people just say they did some bullshit that they just made up with the Thorpe. So, yeah, man, we be out here octothorping shit. <laughs> Instead of hashtags, I just like to know random shit in case I got to go to a trivia night. Or if I end up on Jeopardy, I'm going to know that shit called the Octothorpe. Y'all going to be like, how the hell Cousin Cornbread that came up on Jeopardy and figured out goddamn Octothorpe? Here you go, right here, because I looked it up. All right? <laughs> and yeah, man, so, and then we got this week in the Caucasity. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's another thing I started doing, man. So this week in the Caucasity, uh, that I, like I said, I took credit for making up the Caucasian a couple years ago. But ain't nobody giving me the credit yet. But I definitely made that shit up. Anyway, um, the Caucasian is going to go to uh, Miss Hillary Thornton, 
who was the lady, who was the Caucasian lady up in St. Louis who wouldn't let the black guy into his own apartment building. And, you know, everybody has seen that viral video. Okay, if you haven't seen that viral video of this Caucasian lady not letting in this black tenant to his own building, just go look it up. It's, it's been all over the place. If you ain't seen it, you've been under a rock. If you've been under a rock, climb out from under the rock and go get on Google or Instagram or whatever and just look up, look the shit up. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I done, pay, I done named her Lofty Laura, okay, because they lived in these lofts. And old girl was trying to hold it down like security of the world. And what let the old boy in this building? And, you know, the video showed him trying to, you know, force his way. Not force his way. Telling her to get the fuck out of the way. Get out of the way, lady. I live here. What you talking about? She's talking about show me your key. Show me your key fob and all this shit. Right? Then she pulled a standard carcassic move of saying, oh, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Then she proceeds to uncomfortably follow him into the damn elevator by herself, which is crazy to me. So I'm watching this shit like, wait, she's so goddamn uncomfortable with this black man who's a who's a in her mind a stranger and doesn't belong in this building and he's lost. She's so uncomfortable that she followed him into the elevator alone. And then she had like a little dog, something like little dog, right? Like a Shih Tzu or something like that. I don't even it's like a, a dog about that size, a little mop dog, right? Look like a, you put a stick on it, it's like a mop. Okay, so she's so uncomfortable with this black man in her build in her building that she said uh, that she follows him into <laughs> the elevator alone, all the way to his apartment. Now that was the craziest part to me because I know if I'm uncomfortable. Or scared or whatever it is. I'm not following this motherfucker who I think about to commit a crime or whatever to wherever they going. And I'm not getting the elevator alone with this person who I don't trust, who I don't know, who could be a criminal or whatever. Wouldn't that make more sense? <laughs> you would stay out of that. You would call the police or whatever you want to do. Call the security, call your homeowner, people, whoever it is, and get some help. You don't get in the elevator alone. Hillary, okay, come on. She made some bad ass for her to supposedly be uncomfortable. She made a whole bunch of terrible follow follow on decisions. <laughs> she just she put herself in a she went from a bad situation that she anticipated to possibly the worst uh, outcome that could have been when she followed him to the scene of the crime. This broad was so uncomfortable, she literally followed him to go commit whatever crime he was going to do. So what if he was going to do something crazy, right? And you in the elevator by yourself. You about to get stabbed, robbed, jumped, whatever, killed because you uncomfortable with your mop dog. The fuck you doing, man? Hillary need to some, get some better situational awareness. <laughs> For real. I'm uncomfortable, so I'm going to follow this man. All the way to wherever hell you going. What if he was going up to meet with the rest of his his uh, terrible criminal friends, and you don't you don't walk your silly ass right up to the house, right up to the spot. They ain't even had to kidnap you. They just open the door and here you are, fresh meat. Crazy. It was the craziest thing. And then so look, 
So anyway, old girl gets fired from whatever job she had because, you know, the video went viral. Everybody saw it. She gets fired. And then she's going to come out and do some interview where she was saying, no, it wasn't nothing. I was just following the code condo rules and all this shit, which may have been true. And that's one thing I said, look, I lived in buildings with secure gates and all this stuff and secure doors. You don't let any or everybody go in. You know what I'm saying? Whether or not it's racist or not, you don't let random motherfuckers in your building. I agree with that. For real. As a realtor, as a just a regular person that's done lived in security, it's a normal thing to do. Hey, you live here, y'all. Don't be following me up in my house. I don't know who you is. But, you know, you ask them and they go, yeah. Or, here go my key fob or here go the whatever. Then you good. And then if you really that nervous and you suspect, you got to do, it got to be a better protocol. You definitely don't try to block them. That's the worst thing you can do because you can't fight. <laughs> oh, uh, Lofty Laura didn't look like she could fight. So if he was crazy or if he was violent or he kirked off or whatever and just swung on her, it was going to be a rat and a dog. Everybody can get it. <laughs> like Biggie said, the kids, the dog, everybody dying. <laughs> Yeah, man, like she just made some bad decisions. Don't don't do that shit. But I agree. I only I agree with her up to the point of asking, yo, are you able to let yourself in this building before I hold the open door hold the door open for you? Or who you going to see? Cause that's something that you and my co-ops and condos and stuff, that's in the rules. You know what I'm saying? Hey, protect your space, protect your building. We all a community. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's legit. But the 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 consistent pressure and her not believing him and all this shit, her demanding what unit he lives in and all this shit. After he pleasantly had an exchange with her initially, she need to get get the fuck out. <laughs> so look, so then she it comes out that she had a uh she apparently has an ex husband who's black. And I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Right? Who cares if the ex-husband is black? Who it does it literally doesn't make her any less of an asshole, right? So I don't know why people always try to bring that type of shit out. Like after somebody has some incident incident where people are claiming racism and blah blah blah. All you gotta do is if you don't if you're not racist, you ignore it. Or you just say, Look, I'm not racist, y'all being extra. Y'all blowing this shit up. Or whatever. But the fact that you like black dick don't mean that you're not racist. <laughs> Slave owners and racist motherfuckers fuck black people all the time. That's not, that's like nothing new. That's not, doesn't mean that you're not racist. That don't mean shit. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're going to say, oh, I'm not prejudiced because, like, I fuck the other people, mm, that don't really fly in all kinds of different, in all areas of life. That just don't, it doesn't make it true at all <laughs> i like black day so i can't be racist girls nah but whatever i don't think she she didn't explicitly say that but it did come out that she had an ex-husband that's black and nobody i don't care she's still an asshole and she still need to be more careful with her own life you understand me sheesh but yeah then then old boy the the victim okay he because he is the victim the black man is the victim in this scenario. Old boy gonna come out with the standard old black thing that say, oh, I forgive her. 
I don't have any harsh feelings towards her. I hope that she's great and all this shit. Why? Why you feel the need to say that? Don't make them feel comfortable about being a racist or harassing you, even if she now she was harassing you. Don't don't make anybody that makes you uncomfortable feel comfortable after they done did some fuck shit. I don't care what the scenario was, right? She was wrong. You were right. So don't, why do you feel like you got to go out your way to say, oh, yeah, I'm still going to be cordial with her. I'm still, fuck that, bro. Shit. You see me, I'm slamming the door on your ass. You get use your own key, Hillary. Okay? Use your own motherfucking key file. I ain't holding shit. The trash chute is closed. You open it yourself. I ain't holding no doors. I ain't doing shit. Fuck your dog. Make sure you out here with a doggy poodle ba- a poop bag or I'm calling the police. <laughs> From now on, anytime I see her doing anything, I'm calling the police. And I'm asking her for her key just to make a point. Talking about oh, I feel I'm be going to be cordial with her and he, you know, he'll still say hi and all this bullshit. Man, please. Shit. <laughs> anyway, man, that that was this week in the caucasity. And then you got in the blackacity, you know, because I keep it fair. I do white and black. I think everybody pretty much is, it has some kind of audacity, audacity in their lives. And they be thinking they can get away with shit because of whatever it is. So with the white folks, the Caucasians, they it's the privilege, right? They think they can do whatever it is because they're privileged. And then the black people, you know, sometimes we think because we so cool or because we so... You, uh, you, I don't even know what the word is. Cool or it's probably just cool. <laughs> we think because we so cool and because we black that we can get away with some shit too. You know, so I do the blackacity as well. You know, so it ain't one sided. Whoever's listening, I don't only pick on nobody. I pick on everybody. Whoever can get. It. I'm like, uh, what's that show? What's, what's that show? Not The Simpsons. Not The Simpsons. What's the John that come on? I don't forgot the name of it. But yeah, anybody can get it. You know what I'm saying? Shit. But look, in the Black Cassidy, we just going to keep this real simple. It's Kanye. Okay? And and I try to really stay away from a lot of stuff with Kanye, man. Even with just Kanye and Trump, I've been trying to get my life together and move away from it because everybody talk about it to that nauseum. But Kanye just on some other shit, man. He's like really gone. He needs uh, mental health. Uh, counseling and therapy. I actually think he should go back and get the rest of his lipo, okay? Because I want to get lipo myself, but I think Kanye would probably feel better if he finished up his lipo and he was looking good. Because like Deion Sanders always said, you look good, you feel good. You feel good, you play good. If you play good, they pay good. That's Deion Sanders for y'all, man, okay? If y'all know who Deion Sanders is, and you should, but if you don't know who Deion Sanders is, Deion Sanders was one of the greatest NFL players ever at cornerback. He played for a few teams, but yeah, man. Uh, now he's an announcer on on ESPN or NFL Network, one of them. But whatever. The whole point is, Kanye need to pull his life together. Okay, he out here with the Make America Great Again hat, talking about telling Trump that. It made him feel like he had on a Superman cape. Really, dude? 
the MAGA hat made you feel like you had on a Superman cape? That's how much power you're giving that raggedy ass hat? That's crazy to me. For him to be so, I don't even know what the word is, for him to have so much need for some kind of attention and companionship and love that he's reaching out to one of the worst examples of moral fabric that you can have in a human being in Donald Trump and telling him that he basically is what made him feel better and made him feel super. <laughs> I guess in his time of, of emotional need or whatever it is, that's crazy to me. I feel bad for Kanye. I feel bad for him, but then I also just want him to shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> you can have empathy and sympathy for people who are still wanting them to shut the fuck up. That don't just give them an open slate to just kind of freak out and do whatever they want. He's been doing that for a while at this point where he's just all over the fucking place and nobody trying to check him for real. Because we all know he a little, like the old black people say, he a little touched. Okay. And that's not the me too touch. That's the, he got a little, you know, mental health issue touched. Like they just didn't know how to describe it. And I don't know what they meant by, but touched by who? <laughs> touched by whom? Probably the devil. You know, black people only believe in the devil and God. That's it. <laughs> if God ain't do it, the devil did it. Those are the only two people responsible for anything that happens in life. And only good, God only does good things. And the devil is responsible for all darn good things. <laughs> but I ain't going to get into that on this job, man. Y'all can go join my, uh, one of the, I ain't going to tell y'all that group about it because y'all going to judge me if I tell y'all about this group I'm in. But anyway, man, so that's it, man. That's that's the wrap-up for the Caucasity, the Black Cassidy, and y'all's fun facts for the week. Shout-outs, we got through all that, man. All right? So look, now we're going to actually <laughs> get into the to the actual topics that we was talking about, man, the, the topics for this show, like I said, sex, travel, sports, food. And um, first, we're going to talk about the Mile High Club, just because that's one thing. You know, I've been on a couple flights recently, and, you know, we all fly regularly, or a lot of us do. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking about that one day. This last flight I was on, it wasn't full. Um, So I was going down, and I remember out the – the only other flight I had been on that was that empty was a flight I was on when I joined the Mile High Club like years ago, right? And I was like, hmm, I don't know why my brain instantly went to that. I was like, that was the first thing I thought about. I was like, oh, there's all these empty seats. Somebody should join the Mile High Club. <laughs> then I thought to myself, am I terrible? Am I nasty? Or am I like, what is wrong with me? Because that's the first, like that's literally the first thing I looked I like, oh shit, they done closed the door and like it's about 30, 40 open seats in this motherfucker. Shit. Somebody could be getting in right here, goddamn. <laughs> so yeah, man, I, I, I just like went straight to that. And the question is, are y'all in the mile high club or now? And if not, is that one of your goals? That one of your sexual goals, one of your sexual fantasies? What y'all trying to do? Or do you got a plan? You know, are you and whoever you your partner, your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever you fucking, whatever. Y'all got a plan to join the Mile High Club yet? Did you even think about it before right now? I think if you're not in the Mile High Club, you should try to come up with a way to do it. 
And I'm going to tell y'all right now, don't try to do that shit in the bathroom unless you petite. You know, grown-ass big boy like me, we can't get, we barely can fit in the bathroom by ourselves. So don't, if you, yeah, don't even try that. Get that bathroom already too damn small. You're going to need two seats to yourself, at least three seats. If you got a three-rower, get it in. Or even a two and twos, and you ain't got nobody next to you, I get in right there. And just wait for after, like, the, what you call it, the uh, the little snack service? Just wait right after the snack service. Because they go sit down, they doing all this shit. And that's when you get it in, right? So let's make sure y'all get it, man. Because it's actually, um, sometimes it's, like, convenient for you to just go ahead and do it right there. <laughs> Especially if, if you got a girl that do yoga. You know, everybody in the hot yoga now. Pilates or whatever. Just make, you know, if she ain't flexible, make sure y'all stretch before you get on the plane. You know what I'm saying? That morning, take a hot shower, get your flexibility on so y'all can get it in on them, on that three row, on that three seat row. You know what I'm talking about? Or if you in the, I don't know about the exit row though. I just feel like they monitor the exit row for some reason. But whatever. Go get it in. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, like the when I got when 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 I joined the Mile High Club, it was actually really convenient. You know, it was a big plane going to Jamaica. It wasn't like nobody on that joint, so it was like just nothing but space and opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And my girlfriend at the time was very flexible, so we over there. You know, she talking about yo, you trying? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, of course, all the time. That's whatever. You know, so then, you know, we start trying to figure out the the best method to get this done. And, you know, we basically got our pants down in the jump. And here come the flight attendant trying to fuck up the whole joint. Looking at, looking at us with the Auntie Maxine face. You know, that face is just, just the old black woman disappointed face. Just like, mm, mm, mm. these motherfuckers, you dirty. Dirty ratting. <laughs> Dirty ratting scoundrel. You need Lord. You need Jesus in your life. <laughs> That's the face that the flight attendant gave us. And we were just like, hey, Charlie, look, we got like three more hours on this flight. You know what I mean? I mean, why you even up here? Ain't nobody hit the little buzzer. We thought she was back there chilling. Like they supposed to be chilling out of the snack service. You know what I'm saying? But it was good. It was cool. Because it's actually a good, you know, the way the seats are set, it gives you a good leverage. And, them, you know, give you good leverage. It supports your back. You know what I'm saying? And, if you, shit, you could be watching a movie right there, too, on the back of somebody. <laughs> Have Martin up on that, John, or something. Coming to America or something. Live your best life when you join in the uh, Mile High Club. You know what I'm talking about? But uh, I don't even know if it's, is it Ill- illegal to have sex on the plane? I never, I never checked that. Like, is there a punishment for this shit? Because, like, I know I've never heard of it being a topic. Like, is it discouraged? I don't see no signs nowhere. <laughs> they say don't smoke on the plane, right? You can't bring water through TSA. But they don't say nothing about fucking on the plane. So I, I guess, look. 
if I ain't see the sign, I'm assuming it's legal. I'm assuming it's okay for me to do it if I ain't see no damn sign. <laughs> and y'all ain't taking it away from me at the in in the in the security checkpoint. Shit. I don't know. Somebody looked that up. I don't know. But look, can I bring my boo as a uh what you call it? As a um uh what you anxiety pet or whatever? <laughs> the way I get through my anxiety is to have sex. So can I bring my boo as an anxiety animal companion or whatever if I put a reflective vest on her ass? <laughs> hey, look, I'm going to go get one of them uh, construction joints, reflective vest, and say I'm nervous, right? I'm, I'm right, I'm nervous or whatever the fuck they put on the dogs. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm right that shit in Magic Market right on the side of the vest. Bring on the joint free. If he's small enough to fit. When is she small enough to fit on my lap the whole time? Can I do that? <laughs> I'm trying to tell y'all, man, we need to figure out how to get motherfuckers on for free. And and if they can cure my anxiety, why can't they come on? We fucking right here. We on my high club. I feel better about life. <laughs> for real, shout it. Look, so, shit, goddamn, speaking of feeling better about life while you're traveling, this is another topic I wanted to discuss on this episode that I mentioned earlier, which is wouldn't life be travel life anyway, be completely better if you didn't get price gouged for food at the airport, right? Wouldn't that be just like completely a better situation? Like you can go into the airport and get you like a four for four from Wendy's, right? Instead of, the four for four at Wendy's now costs twelve dollars. Why? Why is the price? Why is those shit so much at the airport? Why is a regular ass minute made three ninety nine at the airport for a regular ass minute made orange juice or apple juice? Four dollars, shouty. Come on, shouty. That's crazy. That's outrageous. Then there needs to be like a cap. On how much extra they can charge you, Charlie, for this food and stuff at the airport. It's just not right. Because, goddamn, I went to the, you know, I always thought that the earphones and the cell phone cases and all that shit that you can get from the airport were like way overpriced. I ain't even never considered buying one of them joints, right? So I lost my earphones one time and I went in there and just asked them how much was the stuff. And like the Bose. Uh, what do you call it? The Bose inner ear earphones, earbuds. They were like the same price as they was online at from Bose or from Best Buy or whatever. So I was like, oh shit, it's the same price. That's amazing. But you can't get the same price for Chick Fil A or for a goddamn Auntie Anne pretzel, like normal shit. And Nathan's hot dog. Why is all this shit five hundred dollars? Why? If they can sell Bose in it earphones in here for basically the same price you can get out in the public in the regular mall or whatever. They can give me a damn piece of Sabaro's pizza for regular price. You know what I'm talking about? Shit is outrageous. And then when I'm president, okay, because I'm going to run for president. When I'm president, there will be a tax break included, or I'm sorry, available for anybody that has to buy airport food. If you spend, I don't even, I'm about to come up with some parameters, though. If you spend, like, more than 
two, three thousand dollars a year. Maybe that's too is that too high? Fifteen hundred dollars a year. If you spend more than fifteen hundred dollars a year airport food, and that's probably only three goddamn trips to the airport. <laughs> if you spend more than three uh fifteen hundred dollars airport food, you're gonna be able to write like thirty percent of that shit off if when cornbread the president. Cousin cornbread for president, goddamn it. Okay? Shit. And that's in addition, don't forget, that's in addition to my tax break for any Walmart and Target expenditures that you spend and you know you black out and spend too much money at Walmart and Target. If y'all know about that tax plan, go on my YouTube page or my Instagram page, and I talked about that, but go on the YouTube, go subscribe on that YouTube page so y'all can see what I'm talking about from my presidential campaign is my first thing. I'm going to give y'all them tax write-offs, okay? For Walmart especially. Walmart and Target always take everybody's money and Costco, you know? But you'll have to prove that you had a certain list up front and then you overspent past the list. You know, so if you only went in with 10 items and you come out with 67, I'm going to let you write that 67 off. You know what I'm saying? The percentage of it is going to come off. Get you back in your taxes because cornbread cares. <laughs> Dead ass shot For real That shit be outrageous These airport prices man Shit Anyway um, Let me get Let me keep going man But I wanted to get So when I was coming back on the flight So I saw these prices And then Thinking about the price for the airport food I got a sausage egg and cheese At the Tallahassee airport And it was like six dollars Okay, and I was and I was in Tallahassee because I was at FAMU's homecoming. Okay, now the crazy part about and the FAMU's homecoming was fun. It's fun. I've been twice now. Um, FAMU, if you don't know what that is, is Florida A and M University. It's a historically black college, better known as a HBCU, and um, at the football game. They they were playing like Norfolk State or somebody like that. And um, I noticed that FAMU's quarterback was throwing some terrible passes, okay? He was basically out there skipping rocks and killing gophers, okay? He was knocking eagles out the sky. Pigeons was falling. He was either high or hella low, okay? So I'm in the I'm in the stands. You know, I fuss. I, you know, I'm always supporting black quarterbacks and black coaches. I'm in the stands fussing. You know, I was like, man, see, this is why they need to work on these guys' mechanics and accuracy. This is why they get to the NFL, they get to the combine, and all these reporters always hating on the black quarterbacks, talking about their accuracy because they graduate them, they don't work on it in college. I'm just going in, right, on all this technical stuff. Then I look a little closer, and I notice that the FAMU quarterback was a whole white man <laughs> I said hold on are we at a HBCU like the HBCU in Florida or like one of the most popular HBCUs HBCUs nationwide <laughs> and their quarterback on the football team is a white guy I was appalled I'm still I'm still appalled this is crazy that was crazy to me how in the hell are you at an HBCU 
and your football team, the number one position on any football team that they've made it like this. So the number one football team or number one position on any football team apparently is the quarterback. And all the big colleges in the NFL made it that way because they wanted to reserve this quarterback position as like the golden boy or whatever. So you can't do nothing to quarterback. Quarterback the most important, blah, blah, blah. I don't agree with that. We'll talk about that on next, another show. Whole point is the most important position is supposed to be quarterback at an HBCU. Ain't no way in hell you should be walking around with a white quarterback. That's crazy. <laughs> And I didn't go to HBCU. I went to a PWI, which is a predominantly white institution, right? That's how they call that. All my life, my high junior high school, high school, and college, I went to all predominantly white institutions, okay? So, look, hey, Shaw, y'all at HBCU talking all this shit about this, you know, black, uh, what you call it, black pride and unity and uplifting and powerful, making power moves that, all this shit, and you get to the football game, and the most important player on the whole team is a Caucasian. Oh man, I don't. I really don't know. I I, I don't. I can't fathom. I mean, y'all mean to tell me in the whole state of Florida, y'all couldn't find a black quarterback that could skip rocks and kill pigeons like this one did. This dude did. This dude wasn't even that good. That was my problem with it when I thought about it. Because I was like, am I being racist? Am I being prejudiced? Maybe I'm being a little prejudiced in this situation because of the specific school. Right? And I just think that is, you know, Caucasian quarterbacks get so much extra credit for doing absolutely nothing. They can be career quarterback, career backups and when they come in to start one or two games in their 15-year career, everybody acts like they're the like, toast of the town, right? <laughs> if you follow the football, you know that's true. But whatever. And, oh, by the sidebar, there's a Twitter feed called Awful White Quarterbacks. That's the funniest shit ever. And it's ran by a white guy. And he, like, hates the fact. He hates all that shit. But it's the funniest shit in the world. Anyway, back to this shit. There had to be somebody in Florida, a black guy, man, a black boy in Florida, at that school, I'm just it ain't no way that they don't have one at FAMU right now that could throw the ball just like he did. I could throw them passes that he was throwing. And I'm 38 years old. <laughs> he was terrible. And they, I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, you I mean, y'all must be some bums. If this dude beat y'all out, come on, Shawty. I'm still mad about that shit. I mean, Lord. Y'all got fam, you man. Y'all got to get a black quarterback, dog. You can't. I don't even know if you can really. You can't go out of town to other people's stadium talking about you. HBCU got the baddest band. What they call the Marching One Hundred band and all this shit. And y'all pull up with a goddamn white quarterback. <laughs> y'all just gonna be. I don't know what y'all. Y'all just gonna be historically blackish. <laughs> College and university. I don't know, man. Yeah, y'all gotta stop that. I don't know, you know. I, I'm, I don't, you know. I guess it's the best man, but shit, come on, man. I mean, that just looked bad to me, just from an eyeball perspective. <laughs> like I said, if he was out there tearing it up, and he was out there, like I'm, like, oh shit, this is the next coming of uh, Peyton Manning, or Drew Brees, or somebody. 
Warren Moon, Randall Cunningham, if he was out there killing it, I'd be like, all right, shit, he a beast, though. He, he, before he performing, he's putting them in this position to win. No. <laughs> shit. Y'all get that shit together. Most powerful position on the field needs to be somebody of color at your HBCU, okay? Muhammad Ali wouldn't stand for this shit. James Baldwin didn't die for y'all to have a white quarterback at HBCU. I'm going to just tell you like that right now. <laughs> and I'm still appalled. Okay? So, get that together, fam, you rattlers. Okay? Um, and look, so in food, as I look, so while I'm in Tallahassee, right, another one thing, another thing that came up was, you know, I, I didn't know that Tallahassee had was separated into two parts, basically. You know, you basically it's like an old school southern spot where they got the white side of town and the black side of town, okay? So without going into too much, we was getting a lot of food on the black side of town, and we went to this joint called Lindsay's that sold chicken, fried chicken, okay? Now, the first thing about, so we we, we transitioned into the food part, by the way. So one thing, so we go into this spot, and it's all I, when I, we rolled up, I already knew it was, it was something crazy going on because everybody was standing outside of the spot as opposed to being inside the restaurant. They was outside. I don't know what that's about. You, that's always a bad look when you roll up to a restaurant and everybody's standing outside. That's that's some trap shit. Okay. So anyway, you look past that, you go inside, and then I noticed that they were selling great Kool Aid. <laughs> Like dead ass, you go or they was like, "What you want to drink?" Now, like, what's the options? They said, "Coke, Sprite, uh, some lemonade, sweet tea, or great Kool Aid." <laughs> I said, "Great Kool Aid." I ain't never heard of that on the menu. No, nowhere in life. But they had that shit at Lindsay's. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, this is the blackest thing I've ever heard in my life." And I love Kool-Aid. I ain't had nothing in a minute, but a Kool-Aid is awesome. Don't let nobody ever talk down with y'all on Kool-Aid. You Don't let nobody ever Kool-Aid shame you, okay? Kool-Aid is lit. You drink that shit with pride, whatever. It's purple. At least they said grape. But it, it's purple, and it's orange, and it's red. We don't even know what red flavor is. It might be fruit punch. might be tropical punch. might be strawberry. We don't know it's red. Fuck. Fuck you mean? <laughs> Anyway, that wasn't even the point. That wasn't the whole problem. The problem with this spot that I know, with, with the second, the second, the, the real problem is that they had terrible customer service and it was packed and the girl was giving away people's food, right? They, they had no kind of tracking mechanism. They gave you a receipt with a tracking number on it, but old girl didn't call out the order number. It wasn't like order 36. She would just be like, Five wings, five wings, hot sauce, right? I mean, like shit. It's thirty motherfuckers in there could have ordered five wings with hot sauce. How? Why would you use that as the mechanism to tell people that their food was ready? So anyway, she was giving away food, okay, to random people. People was in there waiting for twenty minutes. She gave it to somebody that just came in who ordered the same shit. I was like, this is terrible. And then that wasn't even the worst thing. Second, the third, the thing was. I looked back through the window by accident, right? So where you could see in the back to the kitchen. And the fryer basket that they had sitting out of the oil, 
had like barnacles on that shit. <laughs> like some SpongeBob SquarePants ass barnacles had like grown on the fryer basket. They ain't cooked, they haven't washed that fryer basket ever. Ever. Like that shit had old. I don't know. You could probably go in there and find a buried treasure with all them fucking barnacles on that damn fryer basket. I was like, God, they ain't never washed that joint. Ain't never cleaned it. Probably only changed the oil three times in life. Joint been open for 20 years. <laughs> I said, God damn, that's the dirtiest fryer basket I ever seen in my life. And I saw the old boy just back there picking stuff out of it with his hand. No glove, no nothing. Then old one of the girls who at the front, she was wiping off the counter with her hand no glove no nothing didn't put on the glove to either wipe or finish wiping the counter off with a glove or nothing he just wiped it off put it in the trash can tied her hair up in the ponytail or retied it into the ponytail i mean uh yeah ponytail and then kept living her life like that shit like it was cool bitch don't be grabbing my chicken and bread and shit with your dirty back your dirty uh counter wiping hand the fuck <laughs> Yo, that joint was just all kinds of crazy. But that damn fried basket. So then I'm thinking to myself, I you know, old people will tell you, you ain't supposed to clean your frying pan, like those old cast iron pans, right? Old people say, oh, nah, don't clean it. You don't wash, you don't wash no cast iron pan. That's the seasoning. That's the, that, that you got to leave that in there. You don't, you don't, don't wash it too good. You got to leave some of that in there. Leave some of what? The dirt? You're going to leave some of the dirt and previous flour or whatever the hell you've been cooking in that same grease and, like, just keep using it? Nah, shawty, y'all nasty. I never subscribed to none of that shit. That's some nasty. Y'all need to start washing these pans, man. Okay? If you got a deep fry, wash a deep fry basket. Wash the pan out. Only use that oil, like, maximum three times. Okay? And cook the same shit in. If it's chicken, you cook only chicken in that oil. If it's fish, only fish in that oil. If it's French fried, only French fries in that oil, man. Change that oil. And wash your damn pans and pots and shit. Ain't no damn, that's not the flavor. <laughs> Who came up with that shit? That's a that's a some crazy shit. Y'all start washing them pans, man. I do I wash all my pans thoroughly. Thoroughly. Okay? Ain't gonna leave no damn grease and shit sitting in the junk overnight for years. Just got the same grease in that junk from 1997. Talking about my grandma said, you ain't supposed to wash these pots because it made the chicken taste better. No, it don't. Chicken tastes just fine with the seasoning that you put on. Just like you have fresh seasoning, you need to have a fresh pan. Damn pan don't add no flavor to the damn chicken. Hell wrong with y'all. And if anybody from Lindsay's in Tallahassee work is listening, go watch that damn barnacle-based basket that you have in there. That young was awful. And that was just the one I saw. I know the other one was terrible, too. Man, I think, I, that thing, that's probably why I got sick when I came back, man. That young was awful. Wash your pans, okay? Do that shit for Cousin Cornbread. Listen, I'll put that on my presidential thing, too. We're going to re- revise the health inspector's time frame, and we're going to just go in there looking for barnacles on baskets. <laughs> that's going to be part of my, that's gonna, my health inspector, whoever, 
whoever's over the food industry, FDA and all that shit, OSHA. I don't even know who, who controls that. Then whoever the health inspectors work for, y'all putting that in there. If anybody got barnacles on their fry basket, shut that shit down. The end. We ain't going to have people out here getting sick fucking around with y'all because y'all talking about grandma talking about it's the seasoning. <laughs> shit, that don't really displeased me and I'm appalled at that as well. <laughs> I'm appalled at a white HBCU quarterback and barnacles on my fry bag. The end. Okay? <laughs> and that actually is the end of this show, man. I need to tell y'all about that. So I hope let, let thank y'all for hanging out with your favorite cousin, man. Uh, I appreciate everybody that came back checking in with me. Tell all your friends. I'm on everything. Oh, by the way, I'm on Spotify now. I'm on a bunch of stuff now. Got like probably like five new platforms that popped up. And the main one out of those five is Spotify. So if you're on Spotify and that's what you use to listen to your music or podcast or whatever it is, I'm on Spotify now. So the main one is Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Play. I'm on all that. And Anchor FM, you know. So make sure y'all go subscribe, man. Listen to this jump. Listen to all the past episodes. Subscribe. Share it. Tell all your friends. Write a review. Give me some stars. All that good shit. Wherever you listening to this jump, man. And I appreciate y'all once again for coming checking me out. And go show. Go. Go. go I can't talk. Go on CousinCornbread.com for everything. All right? And like I told y'all, man, I was giving away $10 gift cards. Uh, all October and so for whoever showed me a subscribe and hit me in the inbox with the screenshot and y'all ain't y'all ain't trying to do it I don't know what's wrong with y'all man I'm giving away $10 gift card get you some Chick-fil-A get you a beet juice if that what you do you know celery juice or you know tofu sticks or all that if you vegan you know what I'm talking about so hit me up man but I got I got two winners that I you know that that slid up in my inbox you know what I'm saying? And uh, I appreciate them, man. So shout out to the Inside Scoop podcast. That was one of the winners. He sent me the screenshot. That was one of the rules. You had to get the screenshot in there. So shout out to the Inside Scoop. And shout out to Ann Enigma that I mentioned earlier. Uh, she sent me the screenshot, too, with some, with some uh, feedback from the last show. So I appreciate both of y'all, man. Those are two winners for this week. And I'll have four more sets of winners coming up. You know what I'm saying? So those are two right there. Shout out to them. Appreciate that. And uh, we about to get up out of here, man. I guess it's just me, not we. But whatever. That was the royal we. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're talking about uh, old girl, the duchess or whatever she is that just had the baby over there in England. You know what I'm talking about? We'll talk about that one day. I probably just had it on my Instagram story or something. And if you ain't following me on Instagram, go follow me on Instagram. I post a lot of stuff on Instagram. Um, so Instagram, Cousin Cornbread. Cousin Cornbread on any platform that you follow me on or that you can follow me on. Cousin Cornbread on Facebook as well. Go on that joint. Follow me on there. Most of my shit is public, so you should be able to interact with me on my main page. All right? So, yeah, man, I appreciate it. About to get up out of here. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to leave y'all with the same old stuff. Three keys to life. Number one, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Number two, always make a plan or you'll always work for somebody 
who did make a plan. Number three, don't drink and drive. You might spill some. Log out.